Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Even though we've got this really, really sad music playing, the wonderful Willie Nelson singing some Blue Eyes Are Crying in the Rain which we heard in this fabulous episode of Supernatural, Season 10, Episode 20, Angel Heart. I'm Lindsay Wagner. I'm your host, here running solo today because Michaela is covering an event and Katie had some stuff going on, but she's going to call in so we can talk about the show, have a little discussion going. You guys can join in on the discussion on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, everywhere using the hashtag ABTVSupernatural. So feel free to tweet me. I've got my phone up here. Shh. So if you guys have any questions and want to talk right now, we can discuss it live right now. Uh, thanks to this fabulous technology here at AfterBuzz Studios. So uh, we're going to get Katie on the phone so she can join in with us and uh, get started. So as you guys saw, we obviously do we have Katie. Katie, are you there with us? Hi. Hi. Hi we've got I'm Katie. Here. Yay. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Welcome Hi. to AfterBuzz calling in. Yay, I'm excited. Katie, where can uh, the people find you on Twitter if they want to tweet you a question that we could answer? You guys can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. It's like she's really here, you guys. <laughs> uh, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Wegner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Make sure to tweet us if you have any questions so we get them. All right, so jumping into the episode, what did you think of the episode, Katie? You know what? I really liked it. I thought, like, you know, I was curious as to what this whole story with Claire was going to be, and I actually thought she was going to be in charge of what was happening, and I liked that the episode kind of had me take some twists and turns, and I just thought, I thought it was a good episode overall. I thought it was a good episode overall, too. I I liked seeing Dean getting even more kind of taken over by the mark this episode, and the guys are yeah. definitely noticing it. So I'm I'm waiting to see. I mean, we've got only three more episodes the rest of the season, so there's got to be some sort of end game to this whole thing, at least some sort of hopefully answer we're going to find out before the season ends. So we don't they don't leave us hanging yeah. for the next few months until the next season starts. Um, oh my gosh, I really hope we do figure out this whole Mark thing by I, the end of the season. I do too. Um, so we start with Amelia, which is Jimmy Novak's wife, and uh, obviously Cass took Jimmy Novak's vessel, and she's having what seems to be a dream 
of Jimmy coming back to her, but we find out that it's actually a nightmare, and she's kind of um, she's bleeding. And this is something she recognizes is happening over and over again. And we see this guy, right. and it looks like she's losing grace. We obviously find out that it's she. He's taking part of her soul. Which yeah, I I was so confused when this was happening. When she was bleeding the the black, and then and I was like, wait, does she have grace? Is that's she, what I thought is too. Is that really Amelia? <laughs> that's what I thought too. I was like, wait, is is she part angel or something? And they are taking her grace somehow. This happened, and I'm glad they answered that later on, so we could find out. Because I I literally was like, is that Grace? Um, yeah. So. Uh, she just keeps having this recurring dream slash nightmare because she's being fed upon, um, which takes us to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is a bar at a bar where uh, Claire is trying to find um, Ronnie Cartwright. And because she he is the last known person that Amelia has written about in her diary. And so she's questioning him. He says he has no idea. Uh, she follows him out of the bar. He struggles with her a little bit, ends up pushing her into a dumpster, knocks her unconscious. She goes to the hospital. Of course, Sam she, Dean. She cracks me up when she's, you know, she just always has this, you know, tough mentality. <laughs> I, I always think she's getting herself way in over her head. But, I mean, good for her. She's sticking up for herself. Oh, absolutely. She's a tough, I mean, she's a tough cookie. I mean, she was, we saw her when we first met her with her dad, figure, father figure and stuff. She was doing not good things. So she's obviously lived on the street. She's a little bit, she's got some street smarts. She's a strong, independent woman. She's had to grow up doing that since her mother left her a couple years ago and stuff. So it's, I really love her character and I love seeing her character with Dean, which we can definitely get more into. I love that they're essentially on the same maturity level. Yeah. (laughs) Even though they've got the generation gap and the years apart in movie (laughs) preferences, him being Caddyshack and her being Happy Gilmore, which I'm a Happy Gilmore fan myself, um, even though I'm (laughs) much older than she is. But, uh, so, yeah, good for her for going after him. She does end up in the hospital. Cass, Sam, and Dean go come to her kind of rescue. She's upset to see them, obviously upset to see Dean. She, you know, the last time she saw Dean, Dean was killing her dad. So uh, right. uh, the grandma would send postcards, and the grandmother hadn't sent anything for two years. That's how she got um, kind of the whereabouts of what was going on. And so Amelia, she knew, was searching for Jimmy slash Cass and um, you know I, I like this scene between Dean and Cass. Cass I think is growing more and more worried about Dean kind of to the extent that we've seen Sam doing this whole mm-hmm. season. I think Cass is really realizing that Dean is kind of in over his head further than they thought. Right. And when he, they when they were talking in the car, I just found it so, you know, I know that Cass has been struggling with this, you know, he feels responsible for what has happened to Claire because of, you know, Jimmy's sacrifice that he could be in his vessel and, and what happened to their family falling apart. And he just, he really feels responsible. And it's interesting to see Dean just say, you know what, where does it end? Like after you fix this whole situation, where is it going to end? You're not her dad. And, and to see the parallel between what Dean was saying to Cass compared to what Sam is saying to Cass. Mm-hmm. But it's true, though. I mean, for some people, they may look at it as a constant reminder that 
her father's not there. And as far as we've seen her interactions with Cass, that's what he is. So there was some truth in what Dean was saying at that moment, which I think Cass kind of came to terms with a little bit on his own, too, that he he can't maybe it's not best for him to be there for her if, if he's a reminder, but he took her father from her. Right. Um, so um, she's maybe she's stronger on her own. Once again, the parallels of Dean being stronger on his own and Sam not wanting that to happen. It's, I know. Well, I kind of think she needs a little bit of guidance, too. She makes me worried when she goes off on her own. <laughs> I I like her working with the boys, and we can definitely get more into that once we get past um, a couple, little bit of more into a story. But the idea right. that she's going to potentially follow in the Winchester's footsteps and become a hunter as well. And we find right. out that that is something that could certainly happen and something that she's considering at the very least. So, obviously, Cass and Dean find Ronnie, and Dean's kind of being a little rough on him, trying to get answers out. I think with any witness, though, you're going to, like, push to get the answers, and he wasn't going to give them up anyway. So he needed to rough him up a little bit to get it out. Did you think that Dean was being too hard on Ronnie? No, I didn't think so at all. I thought, you know, I mean, it was a little violent, but I, I thought, like, we need to just get straight to, we need to cut to the chase. We need to get these answers, so... This guy was obviously putting up a fight, saying he didn't know who Amelia Novak was. And she's like, you know, earlier on in the episode, she's like, I didn't tell you her last name. So he obviously knows something, and he's putting up such a fight for so long that Dean doesn't want to deal with that. So I, I thought it was fine. I didn't really think that that was the mark coming out. I, I didn't, just thought it was Dean being Dean. I didn't think it was either. And later on, the boy, uh, Cass and Sam both say, you need to stay here. Like, later on, when they're going off to kind of figure out what's going on with Amelia and try and find this Peter Holloway character, they're telling him, you need to stay here. We're worried about you. And I was like, that really wasn't that dramatic for him to not be able to be involved and them to go it on their own. But I'm glad you agree and think that 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 wasn't really the mark coming out. Um, Yeah. Okay, so we find out that it's Peter Holloway. He recruits um, young and lost candidates and he actually healed Ronnie from being blind so he does do some good along with some bad which he knows about and Ronnie has now been recruiting these people for Peter but he he said he stopped after he saw what was happening to Amelia which we know isn't true because he goes to call Peter and Peter comes and yeah so we get Claire heading back from the hospital. Sam's there waiting for her. Um, the motel manager uh, where her mother was staying has sent her stuff to the foster care system. It's been traveling around, finally gets to her. That's how she gets the diary. Uh, Sam tells her that sometimes death isn't always goodbye and says that he lost his own mother. But they've been able to have a rela- relationship since this happened, even though he was a baby when this happened. And it's really nice to see Claire get to have these really heart-to-heart conversations with both Dean and Sam in two different, Mm -hmm. totally different aspects. I love that. Yeah, and I love that Sam said that to her because it's like, it's almost as if, you know, she thinks all this bad stuff is happening to me, so it's justifiable that I'm acting like this. And I mean, you know, she has her reasons for things, but I thought that it was awesome that Sam said, you know, look, I really never knew my mother. You know, she died when I was little. Yeah, I saw her later on in, you know, other circumstances, but... Everybody has some sense of a loss and, you know, you still can 
get on with your life and there are people out there that'll be there for you always, you know, Sam and Dean say they're there for her. I just thought it was really nice for them, for him to say that to her and make her realize, you know, she's not alone. Well, and I think them also explaining, he's like, here, I can show you how to crack into the credit card company to find out where your mom's been using the credit card. And I can show you how to actually set up credit card accounts. And do you think that they, you know, this obviously being a hunter doesn't pay them. So they have to be able to have these credit cards to pay for all the things they're doing in the gas to go to all these places. But they're doing it for the good of mankind. And I think them Mm -hmm. explaining to her that, you know, you can go around and do bad, but if you're not doing I mean, I'm not saying I'm not condoning doing bad things because you're doing something good, but they're actually <laughs> trying to greater mankind versus if she's stealing or if she's causing trouble or getting in fights. That's not really benefiting anyone, not even herself. Right. Exactly. So uh, we do find out that uh, Ronnie has called Peter. Peter shows up. Uh, he knows that they are hunters coming after him. He makes Ronnie blind again and then stabs him. And um, it's a different this kind of scary. It's it's scary. He's scary. <laughs> and it's a different kind of stabbing. Uh, when the, the guys go to the crime scene, they find out that it's a thicker uh, hole, I guess, hole. It's, I hate to say yeah, that. Yeah, the point of entry is wider. It's it looks wider. like an angel blade, but the entry is wider. And there's also like burn marks kind of around it. So they've got to figure mm-hmm. out. I mean, it looked like it looked like an angel blade, but we obviously know it's not completely an angel blade, some sort of sword or something. Um, mm-hmm. And so they find out that the calls went to a burner phone, obviously. Um, and they're going to try and track Peter down on their own. They know he owns a farmhouse that's 40 miles away and that Amelia's been using the credit card at some gas stations around the area. And, uh, you know, we hear that the mark is trouble from Cass and Sam. So they tell Claire and Dean to stay and, like, hang out. And <laughs> Cass is worried because he thinks Dean has snapped and he's getting worse. And this is where we right. both kind of came to terms and saying that we didn't really think that he snapped at all. We think he was just justifiable in what he was doing to kind of get the information out of Ronnie. Um, I loved the little quips between Claire and Dean, like, you know, no fighting. And he's like, well, tell her that. And it's just totally like right. two 15-year-olds. They're like little children. They're like children. <laughs> like, who's really babysitting whom in this situation? Um, right. And they're obviously not going to stay there. She wants a beer. He's not going to give her a beer, you know, so they, they leave. Um, Cass and Sam are driving and Cass is worried that Claire actually needs him, even though she says she doesn't, he doesn't want to let her go it alone. Do you think right. that when Cass told Amelia or co- told Jimmy that he was going to like take after his family, that Jimmy would have expected Cass to better protect their family than he did? I don't know. I mean, I think that Cass, you know, that's the reason maybe that why he is so worried about always, you know, protecting her is because he said that he promised that to Jimmy, but I'm not sure that he could have done a better job. I think things were going to unfold this way because of what happened. She lost her dad. Her mom ran off which I thought was really interesting, too, is the fact that before when we first 
saw Claire earlier on in the season, she said that her mom just kind of like lost her way and she's out doing whatever. But we know that Claire didn't even believe that because she was still looking for her and still, you know, knew that the mom was actually looking for Jimmy. Well, and we also find out in the beginning that Claire, the only reason Claire's looking for her mom is so she can tell her off. But I don't think that's wholeheartedly true because especially when they actually do get reunited, you see her initial reaction. You know, she's probably putting on that tough teen thing, but she really doesn't mean it. In all honesty, I think that's really what she wanted to do. I really do. I think after her spending time with both Sam and Dean and hearing their perspectives, that changed her viewpoint. And seeing, I think that, I think she was full on headstrong, ready to tell her mom off like she told Cass off. You know, she wanted to hurt Dean in the previous episode that we saw her in. I think she really, truly wanted to tell her mom off. Say, you left me. I'm on my own. I'm doing this on my own now. So I don't think she was, I don't think what we saw, what we saw was beautiful, but I don't think that that was the expected thing. And I also think that, you know, Cass's whole promise that he was going to protect Jimmy's family being Amelia and Claire, maybe he didn't know that the path that Claire was going to take was going to benefit people and mankind like we're thinking she's potentially going to do now anyway. Maybe he could right. have better protected Amelia and then Claire wouldn't have gone off on her own. And maybe she would have anyway. We we don't really yeah. know. But, but as far as the way I think they're leaving her character up, I think she's going to be helping them next season a lot. Yeah. I think she'll, yeah. I think she'll be a bigger, better part of the show, kind of like some of the other people, some of the other women that we see kind of come in and out every, uh, once a season or something like that, like Kate with Charlie and Charlie. Um, but all right, let's get back to Dean and, uh, Claire who are mini golfing. Both of them get a hole in one little joke about Caddyshack and happy Gilmore. And, you know, she's, she's still kind of angry And Dean mentions how they're trying to help people and Cass has saved the world by being in Jimmy Novak's vessel and that her dad actually was a hero for allowing him to do this. And I think that really gives her a moment to appreciate what Cass has done, even if it took her father from her. I loved that whole scene between the two of them when he said that to her. I was like, wow, that is so true. And I think that that was the moment that kind of made her think, like you just said, you know, what he really has done for the world. Mm -hmm. It was a really, really beautiful, like touching, touching moment. And it's nice to sometimes see the soft side of Dean, um, even when he's trying to educate somebody and kind of school them and they kind of pick on each other. It's nice to see that soft side, softer side of him. And, I I think she's definitely going to follow in the the hunter footsteps, especially since she was excited to be at the crime scene, seeing even though she was a little bit grossed out by the body uh, when she yeah. drops the putter in the hole and Dean tells her she's a genius. And she's like, wait, why am I a genius? And then they start trying to figure out what the reason behind this like angel blade is, which they find out is actually an angel sword. Right. Um, thanks to her dropping it in there so they could see the point of entry and that it was wider. And it's Gregorian angels who are watcher angels who help and both prey on people. So they they do some good and bad. Um, and she's actually helping him like find this and they leave 
to go hunt to, to track down Cass and Sam to help them out. And he doesn't give her a beer, but he hands her a gun and says, point it at his chest. Yeah. Great. I know. I, I like that. It, he said, did he say happy birthday at that point? Yeah, I think he did say happy birthday at that point. (laughs) Um, So he finds Sam and Cass at the house. Cass has found Amelia. She's mad at him initially because she's looked everywhere for him and Jimmy is gone. Um, And when Sam, who's kind of wandering around in the farmhouse, he's getting a call from Dean telling him probably what's going on. As he looks at his phone, he obviously gets hit by Peter. And... um, Uh, sorry. Who has locked now Sam up? Peter, uh, has many, has been many people, but initially he was Tamil and he's this Gregorian angel, a watcher angel. They feed on humans. Their souls are little slices of heaven. They are delicious meals. They can last for years or decades. You know, when Dean said in the lore they found some stuff on these the Gregorian angels and, and some of the stuff that they found said that they were good and that they helped people and some of it said that they were bad, I just feel like the underlying thing about these angels are bad. Like, even if you may heal somebody, you're not really healing because we see him heal the, the guy in sight um, in the beginning, but at the same time, he kind of used him. He's like, if I did this for you, you need to recruit, you know, for me. So I just feel like he's just bad news. I don't see any good in him. Well, when he said he makes heaven a place on earth, basically he's playing God. And the point of what Cass is doing and the other angels are doing is essentially for good purposes. They're not taking away someone's sight and giving it back. They're genuinely trying to help where this guy is choosing who he helps and who he doesn't helps, who he doesn't help. And in a sense, is deciding certain people should be punished like he did to Ronnie because Ronnie kind of got him called out, essentially. So you're absolutely right. They're they're, there purely for bad purposes. They're feeding on humans to continue their lives. And we see Cass trying to heal Amelia, but she's too far gone. There's no healing her. And he sees there's other women that have been there for, I mean, Amelia's been there for two years. Who knows how long some of the other women have been there. And like uh, Peter said, they could last years. They could last decades. Can you imagine being a prisoner for 20 years to somebody slowly, slowly killing you that you can never no. come back from? I mean, that at that at point, you almost point, like how many years does it take for him to be able not to feed on you anymore? Mm hmm. I mean, and at that point, you almost want to take your own life. It's obviously torture. Yeah. Put, put, but she put, didn't know she was dreaming this. Exactly. Put me out of my misery. Um, but, uh, all right. So then <clears throat> Sam obviously gets out and Dean and Claire show up. Claire reunites with her mother and she just hugs her. And it's a positive reunion. She's not saying anything bad. She's genuinely excited to see her. And she, mm-hmm. she thanks the boys for, for bringing her to her mom. Like, what a wonderful juxtaposition of this angry girl we saw in, mm-hmm. I mean, 
even part of this episode, but the previous two episodes she's been in, so angry at life and angry at them. And here we see her genuinely happy to see her mom and just thankful for the guys for finding her. Oh, I got teary-eyed right there. I know. I thought it was so, it was such a good thing for her character to actually turn around. And I like all the things that have happened in this episode to make her maybe see things in a different light and, you know, help her grow a little bit as a character. I thought that was a beautiful moment. I thought it was beautiful too. I really, I really, really was happy to see that. And I'm, I was nervous that she was going to die before they'd be able to reunite. And that, that she would be able to blame Sam and Dean or Cass for her mother dying before she actually got to find her. I was genuine. I was like, please don't let her die before they get to like reunite. Were you worried about that at all? Did oh. you think that was a possibility? You know what? This whole time <clears throat> I thought, okay, he can't help her right now. He can't heal her wounds. And even when Holloway said to Claire, there's no fixing her, I was like, yes, there is. There's always a way. This is supernatural. There is always a way. And when she actually did die, i that was the shocking thing for mm-hmm. me. I didn't think she was going to die. Well, these Gregorian angels were supposed to be extinct, according to Cass. But somehow some of right. them survived. They're obviously still hunting humans. Um, as Peter is telling Claire, there's no healing her mom. She's she's too far gone. Claire does mm-hmm. exactly what Dean has told her to do, and she shoots him, which obviously isn't going to stop him. And just as he's about to stab Claire, Amelia jumps in front of her, and Peter kills her. And yeah. I was, I was like, no, no. But I mean, sacrifice herself for her daughter so her daughter can continue on. Her daughter's not sick. Her daughter's not dying. Eventually, Amelia's going to die in this horrible place. I didn't, I believed it when they said there was no healing her, but obviously, like you said, this is supernatural. They can heal anything. They'll figure out a way to get rid of the mark. They've brought people back from the dead. We obviously hear, you know, Sam repeatedly saying that death isn't always goodbye. There's possibility of people coming back. So we do know that it's possible, but I was obviously sad. Uh, Cass goes and and just go on, go on. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, we talk about this all the time too. I love that they're saying, oh, you know, death isn't always goodbye, because we talk about that. We say we love, you know, seeing all these characters come back, and there's always room for that. But even with all that talk, like, I just did not think that Amelia, even after she was stabbed, I just thought we were going to be able to fix her. And for a while when I was watching this episode, I was thinking in my head, oh, you know what, this is a really good story for Claire. You know, she's going to have a happy ending and, you know, be happy with her mom. Well, we were going in a different direction, I guess. Well, we saw Cass not only trying to heal her, like, wounds on her arms, but those weren't going away, and then just trying to heal her through her head. So I right. knew that it was going to obviously take something more. Once again, is if it's going to be black magic, we know there's going to be something else bad that's going to go along with doing the good. So right. I kind of knew she was going to be done, and this was going to lead Claire's storyline further. So in all honesty, it benefits Claire moving forward and potentially becoming a hunter. Um, we do see Cass attack Peter. Uh, Sam and Dean are trying to fight Peter. Um, and we see Dean get that look in his eyes. The mark takes over him and he goes to attack Peter. 
and it's not stopping him. Peter is that much stronger than all of them. I mean, that's kind of crazy. It makes me wonder, are there more of these angels out there? Do you think there are? I think there are. Like, what did he say, 200 or something in the very beginning? Or, or maybe it was just 20. I can't remember. But then he said, basically, he kind of alluded to the fact that a lot of them were no more. And I guess people did think, you know, even cast out, they were extinct. But I think that we will probably see these Gregorian angels in the future. There's a few of them running out there. I, I feel like their strength is is going to be something that's going to be a really, really good I don't know, maybe there's some way with them that, I don't know, could Dean become something like that? Oh. With the power of the mark. Mm. I don't know, it's kind of crazy. That's um, But we obviously Cass, uh, see Peter, he's about to kill Cass. Claire jumps and stabs him and kills yeah. Peter. Saves him just in time. And as we see that, uh, we come to Amelia reuniting with Jimmy in their own personal heaven where Jimmy has been waiting for her. And she says, Claire is beautiful and strong. And once again, another beautiful, heartbreaking, slightly heartbreaking moment uh, in this episode. I, I felt, I felt very connected to that, to the story today. Yeah. I thought it was really beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. How he said he's been waiting for her for so long and, and, you know, we saw her in her heaven coming down the stairs, you know, calling his name. And then and he came down the stairs. And, you know, I just thought it was so beautiful the way they did that. Well, and we get to see human casts, not angel casts. Yeah. So it's a nice little, you know, showing of both sides of that. It's, it's nice to see. Yeah. So the boys tell her, tell Miss Claire, that they're going to send her to Jody Mills because Jody Mills is a place for her to crash. She's a great, we obviously all love Jody, uh, until she's back on her feet again. And she does remind, Claire does remind, you know, Sam and Dean that goodbyes aren't always forever. Uh, right. And Dean gives her another little birthday present with uh, Caddyshack and then the Enochian myth. And she says she's not interested in doing any more homework as obviously Dean doubts her and knows as he opens her little uh, bag up that she's got the angel sword in there so he knows she's going to be potentially hunting she stole the angel sword and um, yeah. even though she got her revenge she he says that she shouldn't follow in their path but they have this little bonding moment yeah and she she is hooked I feel like after everything that has happened in her life and in, in this episode, but, you know, they taught her a little bit of how to break into the credit card stuff. They, you know, Dean was giving her some tips to when she shoots the gun, but, you know, all of these things, like she's hooked. She is very interested in this. Well, yeah. and Dean says he's going to keep swinging until he's got nothing left. I love that inside the bag as well, we have the grumpy cat, which is what Cass yes. gave her for a birthday present. That he got from Hot Topical. Yeah, that was Hot, Hot Topical. Hilarious. Yep. <laughs> uh, she does have a softer side. She does care about him, and she have it, we find that out when she says to Dean, "Keep an eye on Cass. Keep an eye on him. Watch out for I him." No. And then she hugs him, and when the cab driver asks where she's going, she just says she's going. Not to home. I love to that home. shot too when she was driving away, or when she was, the cab was driving away, and you could see her, and you see Cass in the distance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It was a really, it was a very, very touching episode, I would say. More so yeah, than, more so than usual. So I really liked it. Any other thoughts about the episode at all? It was just, I like that, you know, we have all of these, we have this huge storyline of the mark, and then we have all these other things that have, you know, been going on throughout the season, and it's like it was closing the chapter on that storyline while also being able to keep it open for future things with Claire and and with Cass, because I just feel, I get the feeling with Cass, he's not going to completely let go of that. Like, he can't, he cares too much, and you see it in his face every single time, you know, they, they do a close-up shot on him when mm-hmm. they're talking about whether he's going to continue to care for Claire or not. I, I think it's like nice how they tied it up but left the ties open still. I think you're right. I think, yeah, they, they, they closed this chapter while continuing the other one while still pushing forward that the mark is taking over and that mm-hmm. the need to feed the mark is getting stronger as well. Which, let's yeah. jump into some predictions. Because we saw for next week, we've got Charlie returning. She's worried about Sam lying to Dean. Dean says the Book of the Damned has been burned, but the book is only protected and can't be destroyed, according to some prisoner that's not Rowena. Yeah, who is that? I didn't know who that was. Um, I don't, we, we don't know. We can speculate if Rowena escaped or Crowley helped her out or someone's in her place or perhaps she's taken on another form. She is a witch. Um, I'm thinking it might be one of the guys in the family that was hunting for the book in the first place. And, you know, there maybe you go. he came after Dean and then Dean was just like, who are you? Like the book's burned. Yeah, I, we burned the book. So Dean is obviously not going to be happy when he finds out that the book actually was not burned. And he's going to have some, right. um, Sam's going to have some explaining to do. As Charlie said, Dean is not going to like this. And uh, will this set him off? Will this push feel, Sam and Dean apart yeah. for the remainder I of the think, season? Uh, I don't want that to happen, but I feel like the book's going to get used. It will. It just has to. Mm-hmm. It's going to create madness and craziness, but... It's going to get used, and I, I do think it's going to cause a little bit of trouble between the brothers. It's. I think it's going to create some tension. We do only have three episodes left this season, so the. I think the final episode is definitely going to be them coming together to fight against the Mark. I think this may separate them for at the end of this episode and even into the next episode. This may push them apart a little bit. Um, and Dean's frustration with Sam really trying to figure out a way to get rid of it where Sam's like, just let it, we'll, we'll figure it out. So it could separate right. them a little bit. Always love seeing the return of Charlie. I want to know what's happening with this Book of the Damned and how they're going to use it. I want to know what these spells mean and if there's been some sort of translating of it, which we'll find out if Rowena's in the episode and explaining that to us. But I think you're right. The guy that was probably there was one of the um, family members from the, I can't remember the guy names. I'm so sorry. If you guys are out there on YouTube, let us know using the hashtag ABTV Supernatural. Uh, jump on in and let us know about it. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, this book, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. That's I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited too. And I'm really excited to see more of Rowena and how, like what she's finding out and what kind of plans she has because she's, she's fun. 
She's fun. And a I'm lot of scared about a, a lot of people have been writing on YouTube about the Grand Coven and thinking that we're not going to get much about that this season. We'll get maybe potentially some of that next season. But a lot of you are liking yeah. Rowena's storyline just as much as we are. We really, really enjoy it. We always love having Ruth in here giving us any insider scoop that she can. Uh, and I love if you guys check out her Instagram. I think is her Instagram Ruthie Connell. She's always yeah, posting like pictures so. behind the scenes and stuff. She's really, really fun to follow on Instagram. So make sure you guys are following her. Um, any other thoughts? John's just excited about the book, and I'm looking forward to this mark coming off. I want it to be solved by the end. I'm well, hoping. Awesome. <laughs> well, Katie, let everyone quick know where they can find you before we wrap this up. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. Instagram at Katie Campbell 13. And you can also find me youtube.com slash Katie Campbell online. I do a weekly vlog. Thank you so much for calling in, Katie. Not leaving me running so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. It was fun. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, this has been a fantastic episode. I hope you all enjoyed uh, Angel Heart as much as Katie and I did. Make sure you guys are hashtagging ABTV Supernatural so that you guys can stay in the conversation with us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, everywhere, social media. You guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wegner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y W-E-G-N-E-R or my blog lindsaywegner.blogspot.com We will have Michaela, Katie, and I all here for you guys next week. We're going to be Switching to a later time slot, so we'll actually be here Thursday nights at 11 p.m. live next week for the rest of the run. And we're hoping to get Tom back in as well. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 